Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks up a block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Detroit Kool-Aid. What is going on, everybody? Friday back here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. We had quite the show on Wednesday. I mean, we we talked about Tua. We talked about new coaches. I uh, threw Gary on Twitter under the bus and got after him. And then all of a sudden, me and Grifka got in a big dust up because that's what we do. Um, and then we spent the back half of the show, went a little bit longer. I got myself all turned around and twisted talking about Matt, Patricia, Bob Quinn at the podium, what they had to say, these guys I support, but they, uh, I don't know. They did this when they got up to the podium. That drives me freaking bonkers. <laughs> so I got that off my chest, but they also said some good things. We are here on a Friday to talk all things Detroit lions. Grifka do what you do. What's going on. Oh man. I'm like, you know, starting not feel so well. Gosh, this weather this week's been freaking crazy, man. It's cold in, you know, middle of the week. Then, you know, it's back going to be low forties and, you know, and, you know, high thirties, low forties this weekend with like rain and maybe a little bit of snow, but you know, thank God it's Friday. TGIF. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so Grifka, this is when I pass it to you, man. You've got some topics, you've got some things you want to either ask me or, or tee up for the people. So, so, so do it up, man. What are we talking about right off the top here? Yeah, I just want to start with, I've been reading a lot of this stuff. This all stems from the, uh, Lions 24 seven. Yeah, of course. And people are talking just like, you know, we need whoa, to take whoa. Jerry Judy. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, um, yeah, I, you know, I know you're the draft guy and you're watching him and, you know, you probably watch some tape on him. What are you thinking about taking that, you know, Jerry Judy at number three? So Jerry Judy. So Grifka, rather than me give my answer, let, let me do what I like to do on the show. L- let me throw it back to you because I just have a feeling you're going to have an incredible draft report for me on Jerry Judy. And then I can respond not only to what you say, but give my thoughts on the guy. So, so tell me about Jerry Judy, Grifka. I can't wait to hear this. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, he's good. And I know every, yeah, I know you can think, well, you know, I just saw him one game. No, I, I watched plenty of them. I mean, Alabama, they are the, obviously the Dallas Cowboys of NCAA football. So, like, anytime they can get thrown on some station somewhere, they're going to go on. So, I mean, obviously, I watched the Michigan game. But, you know, I watched them play, like, LSU and um, and Texas A&M was a good game. And, you know, for some odd reason, I always end up watching, like, Ole Miss. For some odd reason, I think Ole Miss always give them a game. But, you know, this year they just got crushed again because Ole Miss defense, they couldn't stop. That Landshark now, defense couldn't stop a JV football team. So uh, <laughs> When you're watching but, Ole Miss, is that where you got that great evaluation you had on DK Metcalf when you watched all those games previously? Well, yeah, because when I was watching DK Metcalf last year, he was hurt a lot. You know, but he balled out against Southern Illinois. So I, I will give him that. You know, he, he did have one catch. He had three catches against Alabama, like one for like 77 yards. And then all of a sudden, Nick Saban's like, yeah, okay, we're just going to take this guy out the rest of the game. And he had like two catches the rest of the game. So, 
But um, pretty, pretty yeah. good NFL player. But go ahead. Yeah, but um, no, Jerry Judy, he's really good. You know, um, he's good. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna argue with him on DK. You know, DK Metcalf. It's like they're not the same though, because Jerry Judy, like, he's better. Okay, I, I might think he might even be like the number one player in the draft when all uh, said and done. I know he's like, oh, Joe Burrow, oh, Joe Burrow, Tua, 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 Tua by a low. and even your boy, Mister Disappear Chase Young. But um, um, Jerry Judy's good. Yeah, you know, I just want to know, what do you think about taking this guy at number three? <laughs> oh, Grifka, you, you you served up so much gold there. I just, I'm so glad I asked you first because first of all, Grifka, your evaluation on Jerry Judy sounds a lot like your your in depth, uh, multiple page report that you gave me a couple. I think it was a year or so ago on a certain guy named Antonio Brown in free agency, where you consistently said, "Okri's a good player." He's a good player, and I and I had to use the Grifka drop on you then and now. It's like duh. It's like duh. It's like duh. <laughs> like we know he's good. We get it. Now we're we're glad you you watch multiple games. Let's confirm that it was in the Lazy Boy. Oh yeah, definitely. I ain't watching this laying on the floor or on the couch, man. Lazy Boy. <laughs> Lazy Boy, Grifka. Let me. Next time I see you, I'm getting you like at least a legal pad, so you can at least maybe. Uh, do a little more work than just sit in lazy boy, watch a football game and then tell me that you've watched Jerry Judy a bunch because it'll like, just be one. I, it'll be one bullet point. It'll just say he's good. It's like, duh. It's like, duh. It's like, there duh. You That's all you need to know. It's like, you know, you see like, you see like, was it like, you know, it, you know, those guys on like NFL network and you know, your boy, you know, on ESPN, you know, Mel Kuyper, he brings out like this thousand page book. My draft analysis would be like, a note, you know, like two pages of notepad. Player name, he's good. Player name, he sucks. Player name, he's okay. Player name, he's good. You know, just that's what it would be, and that's all you would need. That's all you would need. Right <laughs> Grifka, like this is why it's just it's not a fair fight when it's me and you in the draft process because you got this. No Now you got you got you get a couple right here or there, but I mean, come on, you got no chance. Now, now let me get back to your some of your other takes. So I think I think you said if my Whistler two thousand is working right, you said something about he's the top player overall, and you went and said he's better than you know, Burrow and Tua. I think you threw Chase's name in there, Chase Young. Right, Griff, are you okay over there? Are, are you doing okay? Because like there he's there's good. not a single person. That- that he's thinks good. he's the number one player overall. The people that think he's three, five, seven, whatever, to me is still uh, kind of crazy. Okay. Jerry Jerry Judy killed Michigan. We know this. He he's been a really good football player at, at he Alabama. He killed a lot of teams. Yeah. Let, let's get the sound bite out for me and for you with those guys. It's like duh. It's like duh. But Jerry Judy is an incredible route runner. This guy is very very top he's got top end speed but he's also slight he he may have injury issues at the next level everybody here's the other thing i hate grifka when you bring up jerry judy what's the first lions fan that doesn't have a clue what do they say oh not another receiver like they're <laughs> i swear lions fan can't get out of their own way from like two decades ago to understand that uh hello uh, Matt Millen's not here anymore. Hello. <laughs> like you don't have to worry about something we did a decade and a half ago or however long it's been. Like you can draft receivers. It's going to be okay. Do I suggest taking one at three if you're stuck there? Hell no. Do I suggest taking one even in that top 10? 
Not necessarily. Do I think that Frank Ribble, yeah, shout out Frank, is right when he goes on Twitter and tries to clamor for Jerry Judy that, man, he'd make our offense, like, really good. It's like, duh. It's like, duh. It's like, duh. <laughs> there you go, Frank. That's for you. Like, yes, Judy and Galladay would be nice, real nice. Jerry Judy could really help this team. Jerry Judy could make this offense really tough to stop. We get it. The point is there's so many other cornerstone pieces i call them big physical football players big premier positions whether it's left tackle where it's a a defender that just makes game-changing plays versatile players that can play uh, corner safety linebacker all over the football field new age type players quarterbacks you know all these players that overall are just valued better as well as are more needed in my opinion for the detroit lions so jerry judy is a player that a lot of people are going to value as a game changer, a guy that can't, excuse me, that can't be guarded at the next level when it comes to route running, quickness, speed, uh, where he came from, school, his college production. But I, I, I think he's going to be a fine pro. I think you know he's going to make an offense really dynamic, but it's not going to be the Detroit Lions. Like it's not the, the right pick or the right timing to go that route. And I know people too will tell you, well, the Lions have no receivers under contract after this year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to get a nice deal done with Kenny Galladay and keep him around. I'm pretty sure, like I said, that Marvin Jones isn't going anywhere in 2020. I'm pretty sure you could turn to Danny Amendola and ask him to take uh, either the same or less or a little bump up whatever it is to sort of keep him around. You have a couple other players that may come around and you also have free agency. So I'm much more going that route or, Hey, you want to take a receiver in round two or three, if the value's there, be my guest, but you're not doing it up in the top 10. In my opinion, as much as it would make us really fun to watch. Like I just, I can't see it happening. I don't advise it. Jerry Judy's good as you laid out Grifka. It's like, duh, but you gotta gotta pass on them, gotta use better judgment, and got to trade down. You have to trade down in this draft. You're in the perfect spot with perfect players around them to do so. It's gotta happen. Um, I do have a follow-up question for you on that, you know, based on some of the information that you said. What if, you know, you know, sheer, you know, happenstance the lines do end up, you know, taking Jerry Judy. And you said he's a little slight, so you might be worried about injury concerns in the pros. So do you believe Jerry Judy is the type of player, if he was to get injured during a game, he'd be up in one of the suites, mound down on some chicken wings? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think the person that would be mound down on chicken wings is a very large type receiver, maybe uh, with lazy work ethic, terrible route runner. Um, or Mike, Mike Williams. Hold on, let me redo that. Urgh, Mike Williams <laughs> chowing down on chicken wings right next to me in a suite at Ford Field. Um, so no, Jerry Judy will not be doing that, uh, Grifka. And uh, here's one quick counterpoint follow-up that I got to give you. Like you know, I'm a I'm a Detroit Lions fan. I'm an I'm an optimist when it comes to this team. I also can kind of see all different avenues. Like people were asking me online. You know, I can make arguments for Tua, for Judy, for. Andrew Thomas, the offensive tackle, or Werfs from Iowa, or, um, you know, Isaiah Simmons, all these guys, I can figure out how they could fit this team and the impact they could make. But again, to me, the draft is this huge puzzle of how can you put this puzzle together with the, with the greatest amount of value and, and, and play the board. You got to play the board, which means 
moving down, moving around, taking players at the proper spots to maximize that value. And I just think if you just sat there at three and said, Cherry Judy, man, he's a good player. Take him. Like it's just not a the value play or not playing the board the way that you should. Nice follow up. I cannot argue with your points at this time. Maybe later. Give me time. So, so, do you, might you, be you agree? Well, I might be watching some follow-ups, you know, here on, like, the SEC Network where they show some of his games, and, you know, some guys might go, he's good or better, and, you know, some people go, like, he's okay, and he might go down to he sucks. So, uh, you know, give him some time. There's nothing, some analysis to do. nothing wrong with watching a couple YouTube highlight tapes, Grifka. I mean, it's a good way to actually look at the player rather than watch a random game and, and see a couple plays and make a decision. <laughs> okay, man. Let's do this. This, Let's is where, a, this is where you insert your bid about I could watch, uh, make a highlight tape of me, and you want to do that for the people. Well, I could make a highlight tape of you and people who's playing <laughs> you in the can as well. Where's this Derek Okinawa lies? He's freaking awesome. Check out his tape. Grifka, awesome. the people know you couldn't make a highlight tape. You you said in the, the last show on Wednesday that you didn't even know how to put all caps on your on your iPhone. So we got issues no, there on the technical side with you. I don't waste my time doing it. Um, you, you see a lot of small letters in, in my text, misspelled words, because I got chubby thumbs. Uh. And, you know, that's how I text. Okay, um, <laughs> Let's do this. Let's take a pause for the cause here, and then we're going to come back, and uh, it's report card day. Let's see who passed and failed here with the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Grifka, real quick before we have to take a break, you just said that's how you text. You know that's not what the people want. That's how you do what? Oh, that's how I ping you, baby. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a double for the ping. I actually heard somebody else say, hey, you should ping them on that, and I thought, okay, now there's two people that use that phrase, Grifka and whoever this person was. Sweeping like, the nation. Sweeping like, the nation no, like a ground storm. Like nobody else says it. Just like nobody else talks about the Mason-Dixon line. Nobody else talks about these phrases you've said from 50 years ago. Nobody says, hey, Kettle. You're well, as opposed to you're saying, hello, pot, meet Kettle. Like there's a third person there. Like, you know, oh, man, like you stumbled upon an old girlfriend. Like, oh, I'm sorry, pot. Uh, here's Kettle. We used to go out together. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Grifka, we need to solve that. Maybe like a Twitter poll because I'm pretty sure the phrase is something to the consent of, hey, pot, meet Kettle. It's not, it's not, hey, Kettle, you're black. I guarantee, no. like, the, I think mine is much is, more on the. <laughs> the actual phrase is. That's the pot calling the kettle black. Okay, that's the actual phrase. But once again, the way I right. deemed it. And the follow-up like, is a a a pot me kettle, and not not hey pot you're black or whatever you told me online. That doesn't make any sense. Hi pot me kettle. That's the pot calling the kettle black, and it's like hi kettle you're black. That's pot saying you're black. Duh. <laughs> well duh. There you go. It's like once duh. Again. It's like duh. Before sponsors think we don't love them anymore. Griffco, we have to get to break because you're doing this. It drives me freaking bonkers. We'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Everybody, we're back. Had fun off the top. Talked about Jerry Judy. Uh, the draft cannot get here soon enough. We'll have tons of takes on that. Me and Grifka will have our normal arguments banter good times uh thank you for supporting our sponsors we really appreciate them and love having them part of the show grifka what the heck are we doing here on the back half of the show you got to tell me because i never know what you got up your sleeve here on a friday it is a it is uh after the final game of the season we realized been a couple weeks people have had a chance to you know come down from the from the season calm down start to look forward but once again it's that day when you rush home from school to get to the mailbox to get your report card before your parents see it. and You get grounded because you got D's and E's instead of A's and B's like they're expecting. But today is final report card day for the Lions. Uh, and so I'm going to ask you for final grades, what your opinion is. But um, I'm just going to break it down by position group. I'm not going to do player by player because, the, once again, there's so many guys that actually took the field for the Lions this year. Um, I'm not going to ask you, you know what you thought about, you know, their fifth, you know, inside linebacker that played when every other linebacker was on IR. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's what we'll start with. And uh, I'm going to give you the first group. It's got to be, you know, the most important position on the team. And that's the kicker. What'd you think about the, no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding on that. We're going to go with the quarterbacks. Uh, you can take all three of them into account. You can weight it if you want. That is, this is your grade. What do you think? Quarterbacks. Yeah, Stafford, I understand. Plow. I got it in my head, dude. Perfect. I, I got you. I understand, Grifka. Give the quarterbacks a grade for 2019 season. Um, I mean, gosh, I hate to cop out on this first answer, but to me, it's a it's an incomplete. I don't know if teachers still give those out, but I know every once in a while you get that that weird I or, or however they had filled it out on your reports, like you didn't show up enough to class or you had some other type of issue. I feel like that's what the Lions quarterbacks had this year was an absolute incomplete grade. Like Matt Stafford was incredible, but he just did not see the field enough to really give him a adequate grade. Uh, Jeff Driscoll came out, played two, three games and and he, you know, gets incomplete as well. Cause he came up injured and you never really know what you had there is okay. Is he good enough backup? Is he a scrub? I, I really couldn't tell you at this point. And then your boy, David Blau, uh, the guy who you said, man, this, we may have something in this guy. I mean, just like you thought with Levine toy Lolo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he, still, he put, <laughs> he's the only guy that I think we could give a grade to, and it's 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 well below average. I mean, it's probably a D grade for for David Blau. Okay, you threw a deep touchdown to Kenny and showed a couple flashes early on Turkey Day. After that, absolute just non-factor. Okay, you kept us in a few games. Great, that's sort of the story of the year. Hey, we were sort of in the games, but we never won. Never really made any big plays. Never did anything else to excite me after what quarter one of Thanksgiving on Turkey day. So, you know, uh, I'm giving the QBs an incomplete. And if I have to give them a grade overall, I mean, they're, they're gosh, they're D plus at best, I guess. Yes. Maybe, maybe a, maybe a C because Stafford was having a great year, but you can't play seven games. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking about the C because Stafford's grade was so high and the other ones were so, like you said, non-existent at points that it really brought down the whole group as a whole. So I'm thinking, you know, CC minus for quarterbacks this year. So, so you agree with me? Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, <laughs> let's do this. Uh, let's do, uh, let's go with the whole pass catching group. We'll do wide receivers and tight ends as a whole. What do you think about those guys this year? 
Uh, receivers, I mean, overall. Oh, ho, ho. Woo! <laughs> uh, I, I liked our top receivers. I mean, uh, I think it swept under the rug that Kenny Galladay not only led the league in receiving touchdowns, but Marvin Jones was right behind him. And Marvin Jones missed, what, three, four games to end the season. I mean, Kenny Galladay put up what would have been 1,200-plus yards uh, on only 65 catches. He was an absolute stud. Marvin Jones was more than you know, more than good all year. Danny Amendola had the best season he's had, which surprised me. Cause like I said, I thought he had put up some numbers previously in his career, but I guess his best year was in Detroit at 34. Now with that being said, those guys get real good grades and bring up the overall grade. Um, when you look at the rest of our receivers, I mean, somewhat non-existent, this stat blew my mind. I saw it recently, Grifka, uh, I think it's Marvin Hall, the speed receiver that was catching 40-yard balls like they are going out of style. Do you know how many catches he had in the season, Grifka? Did he only have like five or six or something like that? He didn't have a whole lot. Yeah, and I think his total was like seven, which which to me is ridiculous. You look at a stat for a 16-game season, you're like, dude had seven catches. Yeah, okay, everyone was for 40 yards, but still, it's still like, how do you not fumble your way into, you know, I don't even know, 15, 20 to me seems like a minimum for a, um, you know, a, a four or five receiver, whatever you want to call them. Like, I mean, they're throwing the ball a ton in the NFL now. So, I mean, he, he didn't do much. He was the next guy on our list. I mean, Travis Fulgham really never did anything all year long. I had some really high hopes. He obviously did not come through for me there in his rookie season. And gosh, I don't even know, uh, you know, Frank Ribble's boy. Uh, who's the other receiver that played late in the year? Lacey. Yeah. I mean, he they didn't threw him do a anything. lot of passes, but he didn't really catch anything. <laughs> Yeah, he has like he's like that guy that always has a somewhat decent preseason, but I mean he's not an NFL caliber receiver. He's a special team guy. So, but just because of those top three, I mean I'm giving the receivers a, a B plus. Uh, I guess I'll give them a, a overall B grade. Just overall, top three were probably A minus. You want to be honest? Yeah, I was like kind of in the same thing. You know, um, you know if you include the tight ends into that, uh, I don't know. Did you include the tight ends in your grade or no? No, I got me and you. We know we got to save the tight ends separate. Okay. Yeah. So, um, if we're not including the tight ends with that, um, like you said, those the top three guys they really brought the grade up. But after that, it was really really meager. So I'm gonna go with like probably a, a B on that as well. So uh, simply because after that there wasn't, I mean the the drop off was uh, so obvious that uh, I think uh, I think even a B a B sounds about right. So uh, why don't you move on to the tight ends then? You know, since uh, we have to go with these guys. And don't give me some incomplete crap either because, you know, the number one draft pick, you know, got hurt. <laughs> oh, no. That was only for because our starting NFL quarterback played seven, eight games at best. That's why you get incomplete. Now, Grifka, before I move on to tight ends, your answer, both your answers, you know what they were. So do the gimmick so I can hit the bell. You, you pretty much agreed with you or not that great. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you agreed with me. You got to give the people a good agree with me. That's a, that's always good for a laugh. Now, tight ends. I mean, this is where we differ a ton starting the season, mid-season, end of season, I'm sure. Um, you know, it, I, I I believe in TJ Hawkinson. I think he's a good player. I, I you know, I, I wouldn't have taken him at eight, but they did. And I feel like he's going to help the team in lots of different ways. I mean, to me, left quite a bit to be desired as a rookie, not only from his production, but just his intensity level and some of the things he brought. Now, with that being said, too, I, I, 
I think he's going to have a tremendous jump and people are, are sleeping or hating on this guy like you always are. And he's going to end up being a really upper echelon type tight end, as well as a guy that Detroit's going to grow to love as a, as a guy and a football player. But I mean, right now between him and that other bumski that we paid six, 7 million bucks a year to your boy, the outlaw um, and Logan Thomas, who actually played better than average, which was still, low average for any other you know type of tight end you'd actually count on i mean the tight ends get like a, a gosh a d as well terrible there you go okay d i mean that's that was a little better than i thought because i'm thinking f big fat f get off the big red marker and put a big fat f on it f for fat f right there okay let's move on to the last group um running backs that's for your that's for your F right there, and exactly, for your hatred right. of tight ends overall. Exactly right there. Um, running backs. Let's last last part of the offense before we move on to the defense. What do you think about the running backs this year? Gosh, you know what's so sad about doing these grades, Griff? Because like you look at it, and like before I can even think about a grade, I'm just like, I mean, I we didn't see much, if at all, of carry on. Like your boy Ty Johnson didn't show up. You know, McKissick was a gadget guy. Bode showed a little bit at the end of the year. Like, there's nothing to hang my hat on here. So, running backs overall, I mean, you are missing the cog, dude. How did you not bring him up? It surprised me. <laughs> or wait, that? that's that's where you're taking your summer vacation this year, right? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Fill me in. West Hills. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the West Hills bit that was classic. <laughs> I I saw they just signed like one of those other bums that. Uh, Trey Carson or whoever they brought in for a cup of coffee and then got rid of like, Oh, let's sign to a futures deal. It's like, Oh my gosh, Bob Quinn, you're killing me with these guys that'll never end up doing anything. But yeah, West Hills is beautiful on a, on a sunset evening. Uh, they also make a good souffle and man, uh, West Hills is incredible. Uh, has a, has a great uh, 18th hole. I must say, um, I, gosh, I, I was just going to get to my grade. Griffin, like for running backs, it's, it's terrible too. I mean, running backs are probably a, a, a C minus. I mean, the only reason they get a decent grade is because Bo, I think, showed up and might be a, a helpful piece to this team for the next two, three, maybe in four years plus if we're lucky. But I mean, it's, it's not good. And that's what I gotta say for the running backs. Not good. Another, another check minus for for carry on as well as just i mean the fact they didn't have anybody else just is is really embarrassing to me that we had to fumble our way through the year with the guys we had to do it's just yeah. crazy um i'm just gonna get the bell i agree with you on that great i was thinking the exact same thing and <laughs> I, I forgot about the most important part of the, the offensive line what are, what are you gonna give the old line <clears throat> oh man old line to me is they're not dominant, but they're they're better than average. I mean, overall, uh, they they're good in pass blocking. They still don't have that nasty and don't push people. So, I mean, I'm giving them a C plus. I feel like that they could have a lot of room to be better, but they're also on a good day, like when they're protecting the quarterback and we're slinging it with Stafford back there. They can definitely be a B offensive line. So, anywhere from B to C plus is is where this line usually falls. Everybody wants to be A plus, but they don't get it that like that's not how the NFL works. So, okay, um, I'm gonna give them a D for Decker and Dahl and 
Wagner because he's overpaid many dollars. So, uh, um, yeah, they're fat <laughs> D right there. So, uh, you know, go get another block O because you can't block anything else. So, uh, Griffka, yeah, Griffka, this is my D. I know you share this sometimes when things are going well, but this is the only D right here in the Detroit Cooler cast. Drink it in, <laughs> And, oh, by the way, Taylor Decker just called. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. Yeah, he uh, he he's going to see you at training camp. So if it's not the choke slam, I'd be wary of the uh, the Decker elbow. Okay, so you mean uh, he he called? I mean, did he call the number nine eight nine two seven two three four eight four? Is that what he majored in at college? Dialing a phone there at Ohio State because heaven knows he didn't go to class. Um. <laughs> anyways, um. That's the wow. offense. Wow! Wow! Yeah, so Man, glad Frank came, likes that one. Thanks, Frank. I you, appreciate it. You Much came love, after him. <laughs> Much love, Frank. Um, it's okay. He's going to be working at the freaking, you know, West Hills Lanes, you know, with, you know, working the shino ball and spraying the stuff into the shoes along with Brandon Pettigrew. So. Wow. Hey, Taylor, it's your turn to clean the bathrooms. So. So, so you're basically saying that Taylor Decker has... No I disagree, that, but go no, ahead. He's not that, he's not that great. Um, let's move on to the defense here. Uh, the D-line. Um, the much uh, overhyped we thought was going to be the next Silver Rush D-line. What, what grade do you give these guys? Oh, Grifka, you're depressing me because this was such a tough year. that I mean, the D-line was not good either. I mean, they didn't get any pressure on the quarterback. Trey Flowers was good once he got rolling, but, you know, Chan, Sean, I mean, had a good year supposedly, but I don't remember him getting after the quarterback or making a bunch of impact plays. So the D line was a D, Grifka. I mean, I hate to say it, but they were Agreed, not good. I'm not even going to come, you know, piggyback that because that's, I agree with you, D. Um, linebackers, what are you thinking about our um, Frankenstein and the rest of the crew back there? That's a shout out to you, Paul in Tampa. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not Frankenstein there, Paul in Tampa and Grifka. It drives me freaking bonkers. <laughs> like Christian Jones is signed. He's, uh, as Bob Quinn said, he's on an off ball linebacker that plays very well in their scheme. So there you go. Um, they they have they have Tavai and Christian Jones as well as Kennard. So they have their big linebackers. I, I, everybody thinks like, hey, in the draft, you better look for a linebacker that's six three or bigger and two hundred forty pounds. They already have those, you know. They they need some bendy, just freaky guys uh, to get this unit over the hump. I always come on the show and, and support Jared Davis for what he does well, instead of only pointing out his faults. I, I think there's plenty of people that are less athletic, less uh, of a leader, have less want to than Jared Davis. He's only in what his third season. So the linebackers to me are a B C plus C plus for the linebackers um, with, with room to grow in 2020 for sure. And that's because Kennard is so good. And I think Tavai played um, solid football as a rookie, which you can't say for some people when they're a rookie. Uh, I will give them a C minus. Um, I still don't think, you know, Davis still takes bad angles, can't cover. Tavai had trouble covering, you know, even and um, like you said, hopefully it proves Kennard was probably the best linebacker they had. And I'm surprised a whole mob of people with pitchfork and torches didn't come after Frankenstein on the field. And he'd be like, Aah! 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 
way. So, um, yeah, they're a C minus. Um, yeah, I understand. With... I got it in my head, dude. Yep. Let's go with the uh, defensive backs as a whole. We'll go with corners and safeties together. Hmm. Gosh, man. All these grades, like, I'm, I want to project forward as I normally do, but you got to sort of base it off what they did here in 2019. So, um, you know, didn't turn the football over, you know, after the first few games, you know, just were kind of two steps too slow across the board really seemed to cost us both the defensive line and the, the coverage, both uh, were really issues, lost us a lot of games, made this defense look like Swiss cheese. Um, you know, Slay had his moments, Tracy had his moments, um, early in the year, Coleman had his moments with the punch outs. I mean, C minus. Okay. Um, I was uh, thinking more of a C for these guys. Uh, you said they did have uh, some of the turnovers early, then teams really started to uh, take better care of the ball against them. But then there was that point where it seems like it was just a you know seven on seven drill out there, and quarterbacks were Chris just guy. picking them apart. This, this was us covering people for eight to ten games to end the season. <laughs> This is, you know, Harris behind guys, touchdowns. I mean, clown show out there. Are you kidding me? Like, it was just start the music up when the quarterback drops back. It was embarrassing. Well, you know, like when Dak Prescott, the great Dak Prescott, can go through his reads twice because the pass rush is so awesome. You, you can't expect those guys to come forever. So I'm still going to go with the C. Um, All right. Let's go to, once again, the, the, the third most important part of the game. It is a part of the game, the third most important part. Let's just put um, the kicker and the punter together on this one. Um, give those guys a quick uh, quick grade. Oh, man, this one's easy for me. I hate Matt – or I love Matt Prater. I, I hate our punter. I don't even know why he say Sam his Martin. name. Hopefully he's gone. Sam Martin, uh, an F. Matt Prater, A+. Plus. Okay, I'm going to go uh, Matt Prater an A, and I'm going to give Sam Martin an A just because he's with Nasty Luthi, and uh, she's freaking hot. So, dude, you get an A in my book just for scoring that, and you are a punter, okay? Congratulations, dude. If you want to talk about it, please give me a call at 989-272-3484 or hit me up on Twitter at, at DKC. I'd love to touch base with you. <laughs> Sam Martin, do us a favor. Never call the show. Never hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> never put on a Lions jersey ever again. Just go away, please. Hey, Sam Martin, we'll see you at training camp next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, uh, last grade. Oh, yeah, We're going to put this one together. Let's put the coaches in the front office together. I mean, uh, they're obviously uh, working hand-in-hand. Hand. This doesn't sound like any Cleveland Brown stuff where they're going to hire the coach, then the GM. That doesn't make any sense to me. But um, here, we're going to go to coaching hand. What do you want for a GM? Well, if you're going to do that, just hire me as the GM. Duh. But, um, um, coaches and GM, uh, we, we think they're on the same page. So uh, what would you what would you give your boys after after Wednesday's show? You made a song. To, you loved their press conferences. And you, loved, you loved what they had to say. You were eating that up. You were drinking the Kool-Aid, eating the cornbread. They were handing that stuff out like it was free at a freaking Costco. And you were like, oh, yes, all day. So uh, what, what would be your grade for these guys? Cornbread. Oh man, Griffke, you make me laugh, man. Uh, <laughs> I uh, front office and coaching. Gosh, I hate to give them. This is where I'm. I'm struggling too because the record speaks. You know what it does. We had that argument about the record is not what it is because of all the issues, injuries, um, 
just kind of mitigating factors. So, like I say, I mean, if you really dive into this healthy roster, I still think it's like an above above board type of roster with room just to add as well as you just can't complain with what we did in the passing game and and what I think we have on the back end in regards to coverage and, and rush when it gets rolling. So coaching and GM, as you said, I just I just uh, drank in those press conferences. Drink it in, man. <laughs> um, I'm drinking some more Detroit Kool-Aid, man. To me, the coaches and the GM are still at that. Uh, they're still a B level for me. Um, room to grow better than average, um, throw the record out type of thing. One of those years you just chalk up as, wow, you know, terrible, but won't happen again. You're not going to see a repeat of that. And uh, like I say, I'm expecting a big leap forward where people will be like, you know, they might say, I don't know this. Wow. When it comes to 2020. So, Okay. I'm going to give them a uh, C minus. I'm going to live with that right there. I don't think they're D status, but they were uh they were a C minus for me right there. So uh the other thing I was gonna say is my favorite is when you do your own sound bites live on the show. So like rather than me playing this It's like duh. You were like <laughs> you're like, oh hire your own GM, huh? Duh. <laughs> it's like duh. What kind, what kind of team does that? We're gonna hire our coach first and then ask him, What do you want in a GM? Excuse me? I mean go to match.com or you know, something like that. I mean it's like, I want a coach who likes pina coladas and long watch walks walks on the beach. What is that all about? <laughs> Griffey, you have to you have to promise me that in future shows you'll purposely try to do some of your old bits like live. So I don't even have to hit that I don't have to hit the button, you'll just give it to the people like live, only like it's recorded. Okay. Well, I'll see if I can remember that. Oh. Like this gem. It drives me freaking bonkers. <laughs> Oh, it's my all-time favorite. That oh, was you'll incredible. hear that was plenty of next fall when we're talking about your your homeboy Jared Davis. Jared, <laughs> how, can, how did you how do you miss that tackle? It drives me freaking bonkers. <laughs> oh, everybody, you got to hit us up on Twitter, me at Derek Oakley or at Griffka DKC, and tell us some some catchphrases of Griffka's you want him to do live while he's talking about a topic. He just drops it on you. We got to have that. Yeah. yeah, I got one more thing for uh, for us today before we finish up. And um, oh yeah, grades uh, were rough, man. Yeah, so uh, maybe we can do this. Um, you know, guys like leave the team, and you're like, oh, I wish we still had that guy. And you know, I'm not talking like Barry Sanders or Billy Sims. I'm talking like you know guys that could you know still play or are playing. And I just want to just want to get your thought on this. If you know, maybe the Lions might have missed this guy this year. Like they could have used him. It's just like, yeah, this guy is better than <laughs> oh, this boy. guy. You know, here we like that, go. So. So I, I just want to I just want to get your thoughts on this. Um, so I got a few names here for you, and just just a quick take, you know, yes or no or something like that. Do you think the Lions misses Ziggy at all this year? <laughs> I know you did because you know you the guy who's six ten and, and runs a four two and you know almost gets sacks and you know I know you missed him and I know you probably got your Seahawks Ziggy jersey on order as we speak. But um, do you think the Lions miss Ziggy, especially on the sidelines, telling everybody, hey, good game, good game. Oh, it caught me off guard. We're recording a bit later. I'm getting a little loopy here, but I was not expecting that name. I was thinking, who's Griffey? I had like three names in my head you were going to ask me about, and it was Ziggles was not one of those names. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, as much as I support the guy and think he's still a a freak athletically, I mean, he's proven to be on and off the field uh, again in Seattle. Um, I, I just don't know if it's a shoulder again or what it is. I haven't been paying that much attention, but I did see him in a, uh, 
a sweatsuit about a quarter in in the last playoff game that they were in. I had friends pull me, oh, there's your boy Ziggy's <laughs> out again. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had not much I can say to the cap there, but uh, no, I mean, Lions, Lions don't miss him. I mean, as much as you killed trade flowers this year until he started to play better and did the old Griff go, Hey, now he's playing good. I'll go on the podcast and tell everybody he's playing good. It's like, it's like, duh, <laughs> but we basically swapped out Ziggy for Trey. So I, I think that's not only good now, but it's going to be better in the future. So I'm, I'm totally fine with no more Ziggy. Okay. Uh, next link, next name, um, Larry Warford. Do you think the Lions miss him at all? I mean, I think so. I feel like they kind of, I, I can't even remember. They just sort of, he came up and he wasn't playing the greatest of football when his contract came up and they were in salary cap hell and they let him go. And he's been, uh, I'd say above average probably in New Orleans, but I, I can't remember if he made a couple Pro Bowls, like that really matters <laughs> or not. But um, I know he's been pretty good, you know, still playing at a pretty high level. He was actually... I think there's only like three or four players that I actually have predicted live, like when the Lions picked of like who I wanted and who I thought they'd take. And Warford was one of those guys. And uh, I mean, I'd say so. I mean, we, we could have Graham on the left and probably him on the right, probably definitely make for a better guard duo than what we have. But I mean, just was what it was at the time. I don't remember when he left, people were just beating down doors. You know, there's a couple people that thought, Hey, maybe you should keep this guy, but he he played really well and then he dropped off and he left and then he started playing well again. So okay, um, next name uh, Riley Reef. You think the Lions miss Riley Reef at all? Gosh, Riley Reef's one of those guys too. Like he he played decent. They kind of brought him along slow. By the time his contract was up, he was he was Swiss cheese at times and just did not seem to be a, a top type tackle. He went to Minnesota and everybody was like, Oh, wait till Riley reef. And I feel like he's been above average over there. I mean, he's played a lot. He's been hurt a little bit, but overall I feel like he's, he's been one of the stalwarts there in Minnesota and you see them winning games and running the football. And so I don't, I don't miss him, but I feel like he's, he's been, better like i bet if you moved him and left him at right tackle he's probably the same or better than ricky wagner has at probably a cheaper price okay okay and this last one's for you <clears throat> calvin you think they miss calvin hell <laughs> yeah all you calvin johnson's lovers out there this guy was beat up overpaid yes he wouldn't sign my football but i do not take that into consideration he was he was a whiner and he just wanted to quit football so go ahead and quit we got all that money off the books we've been able to get marvin and other players to that position we have not really missed a beat matt stafford has kept humming along i remember everybody was like oh what's matt stafford gonna do without calvin yeah put up the same or better numbers than he did with him um in most seasons so no i'm uh i'm i never want to pay a wide receiver 20 plus million dollars ever again unless it's odell then maybe i consider it yeah i would yeah okay odell <laughs> <laughs> okay um well that's all i got right there those are those are the four names i jotted down i really wanted to get your opinion on those i knew i knew the calvin one but the other ones you know i I just really wanted to get your take on those. So uh, those are the four names I want to ask you about. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Griffco always coming up with some interesting stuff to, to throw my way. And, you know, the grades were tough to stomach. The uh, did you miss them had made me think a little bit. And uh, we obviously had some fun off the top of the show talking about Jerry Judy in the draft, which 
Again, on my Believe in Lions, I'll be talking all things draft. And then I'll have Logan Lamarandier on the following week talking all things Lions. And me and Grifka um, will be uh, coming back here next week talking all things current and random and crazy about the Detroit Lions. But uh, before we go, Grifka, I don't know if you're ready for this one. It's a little bit of a curveball. Uh, you got anything else for the people? Uh, nope. He still hasn't come up with anything, people. I told him one day he's going to shock the world and, and bring the most brilliant thing you guys have ever heard at the end of the show. But for now, we'll stick with the Grifka nope because the people love it. Everybody <laughs> hit us up on Twitter. Hit that uh, Detroit Kool-Aid cast listener line. Thank you for the support. Um, we're we're building to 2020. Like Before you know it, we'll put this not 2019 stuff behind us. We'll be talking draft, free agency. Grifka, I can't wait till we get to free agency. I've broken some things down. I think you'll be really interested. So we'll get into all that on future episodes right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. We're out. Drink it in, man.